Hey, hello, welcome to the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, reporting to you very tired this uh, this, this uh, Sunday afternoon. I forgot what day it was. Tyler, how are you? I'm okay. I got six hours of sleep, but I'm feeling feeling alive. Let's go. Yeah. It's Let's WrestleMania weekend too, man, so like I'm fucking uh, doubling up. Like, oh, I yeah. Want- I was watching uh, WrestleMania Night 1 last night, and then I watched the Formula 1 race, and I got more wrestling tonight to watch. Man. You're just, you're, you're living your best life over here this weekend. You could Damn. say that. You could, yeah, you, you could, uh, you could definitely make, argue a case that I'm living my best life. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's just a lot of, uh. A lot of hours of my eyes just glued to the fucking TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I got other shit I need to do, though, so. Right. Yeah, yeah hey, at least, though, um, you know, that was, uh, the F1 race was definitely the most entertaining of the season so far. It's not like we stayed up late for a total snoozer. That would have yeah. sucked. Yeah. So, I'm all I'm all for it if it's uh good, good good racing and just one of those F1 races. It's just, you just don't know. You feel like literally anything could happen just because so much crazy shit happened. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was, uh, definitely entertaining. There was a lot of good racing happening, but just like so many, like there were enough cars at DNF that McLaren got points. I know. I think only 12 cars finished that race. Yeah. That's just crazy. <laughs> you just you don't really see that very much in modern F one, especially anymore. in like you know dry condition. Like the conditions yeah. could not have been better for racing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it was like it was a wet race. It was nuts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I, I, uh, I was. Go ahead. No, I I think it's it's kind of a bummer for Mercedes. Like this looked like maybe the perfect weekend for them until George's car just exploded. (laughs) Yeah. And I thought before they, they did the, uh, the safety car in the beginning and then they red flagged it and George pitted under the safety car. And I'm like, ah, you know, that's kind of interesting. They're splitting the car strategies and I think it could honestly work out for them potentially. Um, cause that's just a lot of time that they're saving that, um, other drivers don't, you know, won't save. Um, so I think, yeah, it, it, it was looking pretty good for them, but did not end up being good at all. I mean, at least they're um, not Ferrari. Oh, yeah. Man, I feel How so embarrassing for, must for it be to be Ferrari right now? Like, you know. Like, you are, like, one of the most historically successful teams out there, and uh, it just looks like a fucking clown show. Yeah, and to have such an awesome car last year, at least the first half for sure, even though they, they had a lot of self-inflicted wounds. But to have an awesome car, and then this year, I, I honestly feel they are comfortably the fourth fastest team on the grid right now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of races to go. They could turn that around. But, um, you know, I, I just I don't think they have the pace you know, I, I just feel like they're they're a notch below Mercedes and, and Aston Martin even, and yeah, they've just kind of really fallen off. And uh, yeah, I just I feel so bad for Leclerc, man. I mean, he should have had a podium in Bahrain, probably blew up. 
then has engine penalties or grid penalties for changing components on the second race of the season, which is fucking nuts in, in one of the only, there's such a Ferrari thing to happen. And then to be taken out on the second, third, no, third quarter, man, miserable start to the season for him. But, uh, yeah, signs, signs got fucked too, but I don't know. I, I can, I feel that was probably worthy of a penalty, honestly, but still, he, he, he kind of got screwed by the circumstances, I guess, of the race finishing yeah, under a safety I, car. Yeah, so. it's, uh, I, when, when you have like that many fucking restarts and you have people so close to together, like it, I, I find it hard to really fault a lot of the drivers on those incidents, especially on restarts. It's like, mm-hmm. definitely, it, it, it's very close quarters with like, uh, even like on the first lap, um, when you saw that, uh, I forget who got tagged, but like, they just like, there's nowhere to fucking go. <laughs> right. Yep. You have, like, them going, like, three or four wide through a corner, and it's like, this doesn't work. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and I'll say, too, one thing that's just kind of, like, sure, the entertainment value is awesome of standing starts, red flags. I didn't really feel like the last one was necessary to have a red flag, but, you know, from an entertainment value, I'll take it. Obviously, but it's it's just kind of different in F1. It's not like in NASCAR. You just flip some fucking switches and these cars come on. You know, a little bit more complicated than that. But, you know, F1, it's it's just so much work just to get these cars fired up. And if they're just sitting there for 10 seconds too long, they'll fucking catch on fire. Like, it's, it's just kind of a... It just seems a little nonsense, in a way, to just constantly keep restarting the race like they were. Uh, last night, but I mean, from an entertainment value, it's it's very exciting. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they've got. <laughs> I think the start of, of an F one race is one of the most exciting things, maybe the most exciting thing in in all of sports. So, I don't know. I don't know. They they got they got plenty of uh, short video clips they can por- post to social social media now. So that that's yeah, that's. <laughs> That's a win Definitely. for Formula One, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The, the last thing I'll say, too, is I was kind of worried going into this race of they added a fourth DRS zone, which no track has. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, like the whole lap's going to be fucking DRS. But I actually think it worked out pretty well. I think it really did help with with overtaking because you get DRS down the main straight and then it's just a quick right left and then you get DRS again. I think that set up a lot of action there in the turn three and then same thing on the other side of the track as well you kind of get drs get up close to the car have those quick turns and then get it again and set up a lot of a lot of good action so i I actually think that worked out pretty well i was kind of worried it would just be one long drs train for everybody um so i i think like the scariest thing out of all those things was that tire just flying off because they're not supposed to fucking do that oh yeah yeah, on Kevin Magnuson's car. Yeah, like he tagged yeah. the wall and the tire just comes off the rim and fucking, it could have gone anywhere. Launches. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Imagine, like, I don't know, even with the halo, you know, that tire still could have landed on him. I think it was Joe Guan Yu behind him. Like, that could have landed straight on his head or something, flown over the fence, hit a fan or a marshal. Yeah, a tire just flying off is a very dangerous thing in any sport. 
Yeah. But yeah, I I found that kind of odd too, because usually they have like well, they're like these tethers or something that kind of hold the tire on yeah, when they crash. But, like I think the problem there was like the tire came detached from the rim, which I'm not sure what you can do about that. Yeah. Right. You can't really tether that bit, like. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, How, how's uh, real quick, how's uh, <laughs> this show is about video games. We'll talk about video games eventually. Um, how's WrestleMania going for you? Is it good? Uh, yeah, WrestleMania is going very, very well. Um, I, it's, hmm. They had some very, very exciting matches, uh, and they, I have this bad feeling about it, though, because Keith and I were watching this together, and we were like, all right, let's 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 try to guess the results of these matches, and it seems like, it really does seem like um, they're really playing into this whole aspect where uh, now the WWE is having, it has betting partners, so oh, like, shit. it really feels like um, they're colluding with the betting partners, and uh, what you think will happen is not what's going to happen, and it's very confusing. What's like to try to guess the result because normally, like, and it, I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing, but usually, if you've been watching for long enough, you kind of get a feel for how things are going to go, storyline wise. That isn't the case anymore. Um, and it's, I, I want to say it's, it, it largely coincides with this whole fucking sports betting bullshit. And, uh, I gotta say, I'm not happy about that. I don't like sports betting for like regular sports and especially not scripted fucking television. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think the, I never really thought about that for WWE, but I, I, yeah, I feel like the scripted angle of it changes it. A little bit, you know, where they could write stuff to appeal to the betting aspect of it. it yeah, that's kind of fascinating to think about. Yeah. Fucked up. If they are truly doing that, definitely. That's not not very good. Yeah, I just... It, it, it kind of leaves a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth, but, like, the matches themselves are fun. Like, they there's some really cool spots. Uh Fucking Rhea Ripley and, and Charlotte Flair, that match was maybe, like, the best ma- women's match I've seen in, like, a very long time. Uh, yeah, it's it's good, and there are some big matches coming tonight. Like, the, the fucking main event of WrestleMania tonight is fucking uh, Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. It's fucking amazing. Nice. It's, there's, they have the good matches. Like it's it, it's all there. It's just like there's there's like this little thing, and it's not even in the background. They fucking advertise it at every fucking ad break that hey, you can bet on this match. And I'm like, come on, yeah, come uh, on. yeah, it's a little little much. Like it's bad enough. Like I'm I'm sitting watching regular sports and shit. Like, and you see, you know how a lot of sports channels have like the t- the little ticker at the bottom. They'll fucking like occasionally pop up hey here are the current betting odds if you want to bet on this match and i'm like really like that's where we're at now yeah come on right yeah i just want to watch watch my fucking sports i i just want to i don't need any 
any uh, secondary engagement when I'm watching shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's that's a weird thing for wrestling. I feel for sure. Where's this? Uh, where's this WrestleMania? Is it in fucking WrestleMania? Saudi went Arabia? Hollywood. They went Hollywood. Oh. man. Oh. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Nice. It's uh yeah. The the whole stage looks like a fucking award show stage. It's yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Um They're they're out there in the SoFi Stadium. The, that brand new ah, fucking Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Spaceship <laughs> looking fucking place. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Enough cool. about that. Uh I'm not playing the WWE video game, if anyone out there was wondering. I don't play wrestling video games very often. Uh so not happening. Um, I do have two games that I've been playing uh, on the Steam Deck. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I mean, all right. So I've continued Yakuza Five. Um, Ooh, okay. I haven't played as much as I wanted to. Um, I'm getting towards the end of uh, Act Two, uh, the Saijima Act. So, yeah, working my way through that. I think I'm just slowing down a little bit because you know. There's not much Yakuza left before I have to wait for another game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Story still still good for you on this yeah, one? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's another prison escape. I'm up in a remote village in the mountains now. Uh, and there's a hunting mini game, Tyler. Uh, <laughs> Fucking hunting. Like hunting animals? Yes, like hunting animals. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. It's, yeah, it's a whole thing, man. It's. I feel like they're they're really trying to uh, expand and have all... Like, I feel like this is where they were chasing Grand Theft Auto a lot, is, like, having a lot of these... Um, a lot of these uh, mini-games with the multiple characters and all that. Um yeah, it's uh, it's fun. It's not great. Like, it's not the greatest uh, shooter, um, but like, it's it's a huge part <laughs> of, of of the game. And like, I I don't know. They tried. They tried to do a lot of different things here, and I'm not sure how well they're all working. But the story is good. The, yeah, I just don't know about hunting. It's uh, <laughs> they. They just—they've never really done shooting in the, in this game. Like, sure, you could pick up a gun as a, as a weapon in in the combat sequences, but here you're creeping around and you're aiming down sights and you're shooting, and it's like this kind of feels fucking weird. It's it kind of feels like they haven't done this before. Yeah, uh, that that is that is weird. Um, yeah. Oh well. I, I'm sure I'll get past it and not think about the hunting again, but they have, like, a whole log. Like, they, there's there's a completion log for the hunting, like, hunting different animals, and you have traps, too, you can set. You can do some trapping. I caught some rabbits. Um, but yeah, it's... I mean, the story reason for it makes sense. It's just, wow. Uh, they really... They really kind of put themselves into a corner here where they had to build out this part of the game and it's definitely not their specialty yeah i can i can understand that for sure and one thing though about this 
these games, I feel like, just playing a couple of them and hearing you talk about some of the later ones, they're definitely not afraid to try something, for sure. Like, they, they always keep it interesting, whether it's good or bad. It's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. Um, I need to uh, continue the story, because there's a... I know it can't be true. I know it just can't be true. But the newspaper headlines say Majima is dead. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Interesting. I don't know how they're going to work that in. <laughs> I thought if I'm not if I'm remembering correctly, Majima is still there and Yakuza like a dragon, right? Didn't he? Yeah, appear? he shows up. Yeah, he, he appears does. there. Like that's like one of the hard fucking fights that Fuck it sucks, right? I I think that is the hardest fight in the game. Yeah, it's one of the last ones, but yeah, it's I I, I remember struggling a few times uh, to get through that fight, like not making it. Yeah, it's hard. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm curious yeah. to see uh, how uh, how this whole Majima dead thing is is uh is happening <laughs> because yeah. right like. Right before you see this, like you're you're still in prison when this newspaper article comes out, and uh, before this happens, another one-eyed prisoner that doesn't really look like Majima, but a one-eyed prisoner is uh is in there causing some fucking problems for you. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe that's it. You know. Maybe. Maybe. Uh. Really having fun with it though. I, I love Yakuza. It's it's great. Um, what else? What what have you been playing before I I get to my last one here? Yeah, I've been playing a bunch of stuff. Um, I think I have five different things. Um, okay. Over the past week, not all of it is on on PlayStation, so I'll keep a couple couple things brief here. Um, finished because I started a while ago. Finished Splatoon 3's campaign on Switch. And uh, it was and it was actually really fun at the end. Really, way more epic than a Splatoon game should be. Um, you go to space, and you're f- fighting a giant bear, and it's fun. It's really dumb, and I, I uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. There was some uh, really goofy mechanics with that as well, um, but yeah, it's a Splatoon 3's campaign. At first, I was like, wow, this is not good. But it really did open up. It really did become different than the previous two. And it's it's a nice seven, eight hour campaign. So if anyone's interested in that, um, Nintendo games never really drop in price. But, you know, it is, it is good. Um, so finished that. And then me and the wife finished the quarry as well. Um... Man, man, I don't know. I don't know about this game. <laughs> I think this game kind of uh, kind of sucks. I don't know. Like, there's some, like I've said the past couple times i talked about, it is genuinely fun to play with someone else. But some of the writing is just so bad. Like, and some of the performances are really bad. Like, I think the worst is uh, Justice Smith, who he was in Detective Pikachu. Um, he is atrocious in this game, and I don't know 
if it's the writing or the direction that he was given, probably both. Um, because I recall watching Detective Pikachu and thought he was fine in that movie. Everything I've seen with him in it since, he's like awful. Um, but man, like one of the, one of my favorite lines, and and we keep saying it to to each other because it was just so bad. One of the guys, someone's chasing him and calls him a motherfucker. And then he turns around and goes, you're a fucker. And then it just cuts to black. And like the next character, you take over to the next character. And that's it. Like that was the writing. And I was like, wow, the writing's awful here. The delivery's probably even worse. What is happening? Um, And I just felt like maybe it's because of the choices we made. Who knows? Um, I just feel like the game ended with like such a wet fart. Um, it, it was very strange at the end. I was like, okay, I feel like we're towards the end, but is this really the end? Oh yeah, no, it is the end. The credits started rolling. There's a podcast in the credits that is literally a half an hour long. Um, if you listen to it all, you'll get a trophy. I couldn't stand it personally. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think this game could have been something very good and very special. I It's just, it's nowhere near Until Dawn to me. And Until Dawn was campy in, in a good way. And this game's just, it tries to be just campy horror and it's just, it's just bad to me a lot of times. Um, but yeah, some, obviously some really great, like, uh, facial animations and character models like holy shit some of the best I've ever seen um, but then some some other things like just some of the worst looking water and stuff I have ever seen in games um, I just wonder like this game was in development for Stadia and then Stadia was obviously a failure so I wonder if there were some aspects of this game that definitely shifted in design um that led it to where it is now um, with the final product. But yeah, I could not, I bought this game used. I could not imagine buying this when it came out last year for $70, which is what it was. I would have felt so fucking ripped off by this thing. Um, if you want to play through it with a friend, I think it is worth a playthrough. It is a fun time, but just know you're going into something that is not very, uh, well written or or acted um, in a lot of cases so what a weird experience yeah I mean it's it, you can't you can't hit a hundred percent of the time like it's it's just impossible um, I I don't know like I I generally enjoy watching other people play these games I'm not sure that I'll ever really I don't know I'm, I'm not sure what it'll take for me to actually play one of them uh, yeah right and I I can definitely understand that I think from that angle these games are also entertaining to watch people play them um, I, I, I just think they're wonder... funny I honestly think I, I thought the quarry was funny when I was watching someone play it like oh yeah it is funny it, but not all the time is it supposed to be funny it just it I don't comes care off what that it's way. trying to be, but 
I, I, I legit didn't really care what they were going for. I just thought it was fucking hilarious how how stupid some of it was. Yeah, it was very, very dumb a lot of, a lot of times. I just wonder, too, with Supermassive, I'm like, maybe until Dawn was, was it from the studio. I don't know. Like, Man of Medan was not good. The Quarry's not that good to me. And the other games, I haven't played them, but they didn't really get that great of review scores, so their VR titles didn't seem to be very good. I just, I don't know, just kind of wonder about the studio. I know back in the day, it was like, oh yeah, Sony should buy the studio, and now I'm like, I kind of, I don't know, kind of glad they didn't, in a way. I don't don't care what Sony fucking does with their money, they can do what the fuck they want. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So yeah, finish that, um, and then the last thing I'll talk about and send it back to you is I finish, or no, finish, not started, um, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope on the Switch. Um, this game is very fun. Um, it's kind of a baby's tactics game, you could say, um, but I, I, I'm really enjoying it. The added... Uh, sparks in this case which give you just extra abilities you can kind of mix and match them in ways with different characters and their abilities Um, adds an interesting dynamic also just the freedom of movement I find to be um, entertaining and and fun on the battlefield Um, yeah so far it's it's good the maps are a lot more open there's a lot more to do on them like in uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, uh, it was pretty straightforward, the maps. Um, but this one, um, yeah, it, they're just more open. There's a lot of side quests you can get into, a lot of just random little little things you can find, little battles, little all sorts of stuff, puzzles. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I will definitely uh, be playing a lot more of it, for sure, on the Switch. What I'm trying to do is, on the Switch... I picked this up, and I picked up Bayonetta 3 on Black Friday. And I also have Pokemon, but I know I'm going to play a lot of Pokemon and a lot of Zelda. And then I probably wouldn't touch Mario Rabbids and Bayonetta for a really long time on the Switch. So I'm trying to get through these two games before I do Pokemon and Zelda on Switch. So, Yeah. What else you got? Uh, the last thing I played, a little thing called A Little to the Left, an organizational puzzle game that came out last year, um, in which like you are presented with a set of objects, and your goal is to solve the puzzle. In, in, one of, in a lot of cases, there are multiple ways to solve the puzzle, different ways to organize things, and it's just a, a very satisfying experience to... Uh, I mean, like for example, organize tools hanging on a on on a wall. Like you, you have all these tools at the bottom. You try to make them all fit on all the pegs on the wall. Um, uh, there's like other ones where it's like you're you're organizing a spice rack, or there's colored pencils that you're organizing. Just like all all sorts of cute little puzzles. Um, very chill music. There's a cat that comes around and fucks up your shit uh, once in a while. Um, just fucking knocks shit around. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, 
yeah, it's just a really chill, relaxed game. Um, I I haven't played through all of it, but it seems like even if you have, if you do play through the entire game, uh, they they have this thing called the daily. Uh, I I forget exactly what it's called, but there, there's a daily puzzle you can uh you can work on. Uh, so yeah, it's a very it's it's not very expensive. I want to say it was like twelve bucks. I I bought it for, um, but yeah, it's just just a satisfying little puzzle game, and you know I need one of those once in a while. Yeah, nice. it, make, it yeah, makes my brain fun. feel good when I when I put things in the right place, and it makes the noise that says, "Yeah, you did that one right." <laughs> right. Um, yeah. There's another one I want to play after this uh, called <coughs> Birth. Um, that that's the other kind of little puzzle game that I'm looking at playing. So, yeah, sweet, very nice. Um, the last two things I got are um, one I I've, I'm doing this thing where I I don't know why I just feel like I've started way too many games and I uh, need to uh, need to uh, finish them and just pare down, uh, but. Uh, Started Hi-Fi Rush on Xbox. Um, yeah, really liking this game though. It's good. It's it's got a really awesome art style. Obviously, um, I just very much like the gameplay loop. I love the rhythm aspect of it. I like too. You know, I'm just kind of getting to the point where you can upgrade a lot of abilities. You're getting new abilities. You can just I don't know do a whole lot more stuff that is very much expanded the the game and uh yeah enjoying it the one thing i'll say is i feel like the the platforming feels very strange like the double jump i feel like i should be going it should just be more i don't know floatier more fluid i guess than i feel that it actually is it feels very very weighty and odd to me but yeah like that game a lot um and then the last thing just more resident Evil 4 remake um yeah this game just oh dude it's just it's fucking awesome um i am now at the castle so i'm out of the village um and very much liking this a lot there's some absolutely intense gameplay moments sometimes though a little frustrating like basically this one gameplay moment without any spoilers there is a big old bad guy chasing you mm-hmm. you have ashley you have to get from point a to point b but you for at least first time playing through you don't really know where you need to go and there's just enemies coming at you from every fucking angle obviously those enemies can also grab ashley and then you have to go save her and then if the big bad dude grabs ashley it is game over like instantly and so it's just this maze of nonsense that you're trying to get through and uh it was a very short moment like when you finally get to the end of it but i was like man this just felt so unnecessary um i don't know it, it really kind of it's the only section of this game that i have died multiple times out like this just and, and i dying isn't really the right word it's just like there's just dudes she gets grabbed and this basically game over um I feel like when I did get through it, I was like, it felt like kind of a miracle. Like, okay. Um, but 
So there's some, <coughs> excuse me, frustrating moments now. Now that I have Ashley, but for the most part, it's not. It's not too bad. Like I, I, I like just saying, "Go in this locker, and I'm going to kill all these fucking zombies, and then I'll pick you up later," uh, sort of thing. Um, and really, really fun boss fights. Uh, I just got through a boss fight that was just absolute blast to me uh, to get through, and visually very, very striking. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm loving this game so. Going to be uh, charging through more of that as well. Cool. Yeah. I, st- I still have to start Resident Evil 4. Uh, yeah. Sounds yeah. like sounds like a pretty good remake. It is. Yeah. It, it definitely is. I think um, the gameplay loop is just really, really fun of upgrading a lot of your weapons. Constantly getting new weapons, too. Um, that is one thing where uh, I feel... This game is a little bit different than other Resident Evil games where typically you get the pistol, you get the shotgun, you get the rifle, and then you just kind of upgrade those. Um, but this one, it's like I've probably run into four or five different types of pistols, uh, all that do different things. Um, and now I'm getting in different shotguns. And there's all sorts of stuff you can do do with that. You like um, organizing that briefcase? Yeah. Yeah, I am very much out of space in this briefcase because some of these weapons are so fucking huge. Um, so, gotta figure that out. But Yeah, it's it's good. Um, the rifle's just so satisfying, especially once you get a scope on it um, and you're just popping heads. And, and it's kind of like in, like, a, I don't know, Gears of War when you get a headshot. It's like, oh, yeah, that's just a, that's a satisfying sound. And same thing here. Um, it's good. Good shit. Yeah, I saw a uh, I saw a gif of uh, when you get a headshot, Ashley does a fist pump. Really, I don't yeah. know if I noticed that. I'll have to pay yeah. attention to that next time. <laughs> kind of corny, but yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of absolutely corny dialogue from Leon and Ashley in this, but this is corny that I feel like works really well. Um, a lot of just really awesome one-liners. It's like that. That's very dumb that you just said that, but I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that will do it for the video games we've been playing. Let's get let's get on to uh, the news. And Tyler, who could have seen this coming? E3 is canceled. <laughs> wow. Crazy. Oh my god. It's I mean, so there are things leading up to this as well. Um Ubisoft who notably said, Hey, we'll be at E three if there's an E three had uh had had then come out and said, No, we're not going to E three, we'll have our own separate thing. Uh and then I think Sega and Tencent backed out and then finally uh, it came out that no, E three's just not fucking happening. Um Right. And it seems like uh <laughs> There are a lot of different stories about why it why why it's like this and why people aren't committing to going to E3. It seems like a lot of um, problems with the organizers not knowing what the event is actually going to be. Uh, but uh, the head of the ESA has come out and um, has said that uh, the, it they I don't I I'm not. 
not sure how I buy this. They've said that the cancellation is due to wider industry challenges. Um, I don't, I don't know if I buy that. I don't know if I, I think it was just bad organization. I buy it as part of the reason. I think they both go hand in hand, in my opinion. Because everyone who isn't going to E3 is going to, I mean, a lot of them are going to have a presence in in, uh, L.A. during the time E3 would have happened. They have stuff to show. It's just that it seems like someone dropped the ball somewhere along the way and, like, figuring out how we're going to uh, get everyone into into uh, E3. Like, it's just... I'm not sure if they just didn't know what the event was going to be, like, how they were going to uh, separate the days. Like, are, are there going to be days that that'll make it easier for press to do things? Or, like, it, it just seems like uh, a real fucking mess from uh, the organizers of PAX, which PAX usually goes off without a hitch, but this... Huh. Maybe they just E3 was too big a too their their eyes were bigger than their stomachs when they saw, "Oh, we could organize E3." <laughs> yeah, that's a different thing than a fan convention. Yeah, and I can understand the ESA bringing in Reed Pop to do E3 because they obviously have had a lot of success with PAX and other shows. Um but yeah, I mean I think it's it's part of the organization, but it's part of some of the changes they've outlined of well, why would these companies want to spend millions and millions of dollars to have these booths when they could achieve the same exact thing pretty much um, without that by just doing a digital event. Maybe you just have some small thing for media to come do hands-on with and you still achieve the same same thing without all the pomp and circumstance of it um and then also just the development timelines i mean it's taking longer and longer to get these games out it's more expensive why build that into your schedule anymore to do e3 um so i i can i can understand it in some of the some of those aspects um but at the same time i mean some of the reporting was like some of these companies didn't really even hear anything from like Reed Pop about what was actually happening. Uh, yeah. So, uh, to me, they both kind of go together. And when we're in April now, and you don't hear anything about what's going to happen with E3, which is supposed to be in mid June, yeah, there's just no fucking way it was going to happen. Um, yeah, it's. It's sad in ways. Like, I loved E3. E3 was one of my favorite times of the year, every year. It was it was so much fun. Um, but, you know, the reality is the industry really doesn't need it necessarily. Um, video games are making more money than ever. It's not like they need E3 to do it. Um, and if this also helps with... I don't know. I don't think it'll totally help with it, but if this helps with developers and, and publishers announcing games that are fucking five years away, I'm I'm all for that too. Um, if if that timeline gets uh, shrunk a little bit, but I, I don't know if that really will. Yeah, I you think E3's dead forever. I, 
Yes. I think E3's fucking yeah. dead forever. I... Yeah. I'm not sure about the future of the ESA itself. I mean, it is kind of important as a lobbying group. If, mm -hmm. As far as lobbying groups go, like, they do uh, stop these old assholes from being like, oh, video games are the problem with, with kids these days. Um, but outside of that, um, I, I don't know... I don't know how much I really appreciate the ESA's advocacy for, for the games industry, especially when it comes to um, recently, like, the fucking whole uh, loot box slash gambling, slash, like, that kind of stuff. Like, the ESA is always, like, oh, as they're paid to do on the side of these huge companies, you want to continue to rake in as much money as possible. So they'll So the ESA will go in there and defend those business practices, like... That part of their advocacy, I'm like, you know, like, I know why you're doing it. You're getting paid to do it, but, like, it's, it isn't, rep like, they never are. They never are representative of uh, us, the gamer, if you will. Um, they 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 go lobby for the, for the big video game companies. And sometimes those things align, but a lot of times they don't. And um, I don't know. Like, yeah. Any lobbying group for the video game industry is going to end up being like that. It's just that the ESA seems to have a... Uh, they seem to be working extra hard uh, nowadays to allow uh, allow companies to do some not-so-nice things when it comes to monetization um, and getting kids to buy shit. Right. I mean, there's also, too, that whole leak of the all the games journalists, media, all that stuff a few years ago. Like, I don't know if, if I was a, a journalist, why would, why would you want to deal with them after that? That's some scary shit. Yeah. yeah. Say, yeah, they just don't seem, seem that great. No. Yeah. I, I, like, I understand their importance. A hundred percent, but they're, they're a necessary evil, they're there. but it fucking sucks Correct. that there needs to be a necessary evil. Yeah. How about, how about there just not be evil? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well. I feel like though, if you would have said to me five years ago, six years, seven years, E3 is going to be completely dead in five years time, you know, whatever. I would have been like, no fucking way. No way. There's no way E3 is going to be totally dead. But, uh, man, it is. It is. I just, I don't see it coming back from, from here. Um, I also love how, like, this happens and then Keeley's out on his Twitter, like, immediately, like, being like, hey, Summer Game Fest's happening. Like, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I... It's like, all right. Damn. Like, I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that either, because, I mean,. Sure, I'm. I'm sure Keeley does work. I'm sure he does some work on that, but it really does seem uh, a little bit disproportionately centered on him. A little bit, <laughs> like people, like just, it, not, yeah. not not necessarily that he's trying to do it, but like the fucking fucking games journalists calling it Key Three or whatever fucking shit like that. I'm like, yo, that's fucking cringe as hell. Like, <laughs> you don't know if someday some bad shit comes up about this man. Don't tie, don't tie your industry to the to the personality of one person. <laughs> yeah, no, no. 
R.I.P. E3. Yeah. You were uh, very fun. Not the only bad news uh, coming out this week, but uh, this other bad news is more of the uh, continual, always happening bad news. Uh, I'm, ta- of course, talking about layoffs. Um, EA is laying off 6% of their workforce. Uh, then w- when you consider that they they employ almost 13,000 people, uh, that's seen the numbers here, 775 people potentially laid off uh, as a result of this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not the only layoffs, however. Um, Disney, even bigger layoffs. Arguably Disney, bigger company, but Disney, 7,000 people are being laid off from Disney. Um, they're shutting down their metaverse division, which, uh, eh, metaverse, like, come on, come on. Yeah. Are there any metaverses out there that fucking matter? I don't think so. It just seems like a very silly, uh, chasing what's popular and then eventually hurting people that you hired chasing that thing. Yeah, 100%. That's... That's exactly what I was going to say about Disney and their whole metaverse thing. It's like, why do you, like, why go all in on that? But then also 50 fucking people for that? Holy shit. That's the thing, man. It just seems like, and it's unfortunate because it is really obviously messing with a lot of people's lives. But some of these companies just seem so, so fucking bloated. Um, and I feel like that's part of these layoffs. I'm not trying to justify them or anything, but it's like, holy guacamole, dog. 50 I mean, people to do what? I don't know. That, that's just, just something, a thought I have. Go ahead. I mean, ultimately, it's like just terrible management. Like, why are you... Yes. Why are correct. you hiring so many people to do that? Like... It's irresponsible to ha- to open positions and hire people and have those people have the expectation that they're going to be working there for a while without having a plan for, like, what you do if the thing you hired them to do isn't going to be a part of the future. Like, you need to have a plan to be like, oh, well, I hired these employees just because our plan for what what the future of this company was going to be isn't, like isn't in line with why we hired them like we should have a plan for like how we could how we could like still make use of of these employees like how we could like make them work, have them work on like something else like you need to be able to plan for like it if you if a project falls apart the people working on that project like aren't necessarily to blame so they should have something else to work on within your company like it's kind of just irresponsible to have no plan outside of like oh everything's just going to go go as planned uh and we're not going to have to refocus or anything um it's yeah if you if your solution for um poor management and uh projects not working out is to lay off the people that you hired to work on your bad planned project badly planned project uh i don't know like (laughs) it's just it seems very irresponsible, and you kind of look like a fucking clown. Yeah, I, 
hundred percent with you there. Like, you don't, you, don't, you just don't play problem. with people's lives like this. It's fucked. It's fucked up. Like you, you go and you, you're hired by Disney and you're like, holy shit, I'm fucking working for Disney. Like, like maybe the biggest entertainment company in the world. And uh, they can't figure out what to do with you just because your project was shut down. Yeah, right. It also just says something to me about some of these companies that have have laid off hundreds or thousands of employees and are still operating completely fine as well. Like, sure, maybe some of those employees are absolutely stretched thin, which that's not cool either, But because um, they're just taking on more work. But it's like... Uh, yeah, it comes back to the management of like, well, what was the plan? Why did you hire all these people? Why did you need all these people in the first place? Because now they're laid off and they don't have a job. Yeah, and and, and you wonder why you can't retain top top talent. Like when people aren't like aren't sure if they're gonna if their job's still going to exist. They're going to jump yeah. ship to something that is more secure. Uh, so, if you want to yeah. retain top talent, you have to like kind of have to be better at this right yeah it's sad it's sad and then I, I also just I don't know I just constantly hate seeing these uh statements too I know they have to put them out but it's like EA lays off 775 people and then they say we're operating from a position of strength yeah no shit he just laid off 775 people that sucks yeah why'd you ah <laughs> It's just so frustrating and sad to see all these layoffs. I think, uh, what, what what did I read? That Meta laid off another 10,000 people after yep. laying off like 11,000 earlier in the year. It's like, holy shit. All the while spending like holy fuck. shit tons of money on fucking lobbyists to ban TikTok or whatever the fuck. Jesus yeah. Christ. I know. It's like, what, what the fuck's going on, dog? Fucking Mark Zuckerberg. Not human. Not human. No, no, definitely not. I mean, just fucking look at alien. Him. Just look at him. Yeah. Yeah, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. All right. Uh, Tim Sweeney has something to say about <laughs> how people, uh, how, why the video game and why video games aren't advancing as fast as they should. Uh, and he's like, uh, get fucked, um, fucking NFTs and all that shit. It's yeah. Uh, let's see. I think something in here. Yeah, it, I I think basically j- the gist of this is that uh, people are um. The, people aren't pushing technology in the direction to make better video games. They're pushing it in the direction of uh, how do we capitalize on like fucking. The this whole crypto, metaverse thing. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely a point there. Like, all the resources invested in trying to figure out how to get people hooked on a metaverse or fucking bought into crypto in, in that way. Um, yeah, like, those resources could be put towards figuring out how to make games look and run better. Um, but that's not happening. It seems like games... And, I, like, this is my personal opinion right now. Games now look better but they aren't like the games themselves the game itself like playing games now like 
it it hasn't really gotten significantly better over the past decade. Like the games are pretty much the same games. They just look better and maybe they run smoother. Yeah. I agree with you there. There there hasn't really been I mean there are some exceptions there but there hasn't really been games that really expand upon like what fucking video games do. Like there there's like there are a few exceptions. Like I I'll say Breath of the Wild like fucking hugely revolutionizing like the open world game um like there's i i but like those games are just so few and far between anymore like you don't see people really going out there and making something that couldn't have been made on previous hardware just like maybe it doesn't look as well look it look as good as it as it does now mm-hmm. yeah like i think one one thing i think about a lot is yeah, I think of a, I don't know, Dead Space remake recently or Resident Evil 4 where, you know, these games are, they're great. I love them. Um, they are insanely beautiful. They play very well. You get very immersed in in their worlds, their stories, the characters, the sounds, everything. But then, I yeah, at the end of the day, like, I feel like the AI, for example, with the enemies is like still the same yeah. as it's been for a long time. It's like those are some of the advancements that I would love to see more in in video games now that we have more powerful hardware and stuff. It's like, okay, what what interesting things can we do with the AI to like imagine I just think about Dead Space and I, they did a good job of making it feel like procedural almost in a way, like this enemy shows up here next time you come back here like maybe there's something maybe there's not um but imagine if it felt that whole ship just felt more alive with with enemies and, and the ai and they're just i don't know like those are some of the things that i just feel like could really take video games to a whole other level um and yeah we they are spending a lot of time on stuff that i just feel like I don't know. No one really... I just feel like no one really talks or cares about fucking NFTs and crypto anymore. Like, that was such a thing last year, and it's just not not really there anymore. I, and, uh, yeah, I just... Why, why focus on it? I don't know. I, I can see, see his point. Yeah. And, yeah, it just... It feels to me anymore that, like, big AAA game dev is more focused on developing ways to get your money rather than focusing on ways to make better games. That's how it yeah. feels. It, it, it does feel that way. And I, part of me can see it of like, okay, these games are so expensive. How, how are we going to... We need to make as much money back as possible. But on the flip side, maybe if you do, you know, like let's just make the best game we possibly can let's push this industry forward maybe that still comes your way as well like in a good example of that i feel like is like breath of the wild and Elden ring where those games don't have monetization out the ass they made awesome games that totally changed the game and they're absolutely rewarded for it you know those games have sold so many millions of copies um, where it feels like some of these things are just 
yeah, not not pushing forward. I, I think another thing about video games to me that I just feel like is happening more and more and more, and it just feels so much more obvious. And it, it always has been a thing. It's just the feeling of playing a game that is one hundred percent focus tested to oblivion. Oh, I yeah. just kind of can't stand that anymore, dude. Like, it's especially like they're, they're afraid Sony to be Sony different. Game. Like games yeah. are afraid to be different. Yes, yes, and it's like, dude. Oh my god, it's just so noticeable anymore that it just absolutely drives me nuts. Um, to your point, I, I, I really just... I What I want to see from games is to, like... And I don't, I don't mean to idolize him, but Kojima definitely is trying new and different things. Yeah, definitely. Like, the fucking... It's, it's rare we're see like... We do see them occasionally, uh, but it's rare that we're actually seeing new genres of games, and I don't really care for genres or just labels like that, but, like, that's the best way to describe it, like, new genres of games. Like, we haven't had, like, a big major one since Battle Royales, really. I mean, I guess extraction shooters are starting to get get a little bit bigger nowadays, but they still aren't, yeah. like, they still aren't the main thing that people are playing. Um but yeah, like Kojima trying this this strand game, this persistent online thing where you're where like you're building something out and it fucking appears in other people's games as well. That's also that's also a little bit derivative of um, some of the FromSoft stuff. Uh, I'm not sure if you, you see the, that connection there, but like leaving behind messages and those messages appear for other people to see. Like it's mm-hmm. it's just like. These genres do build upon each other, but we haven't really seen the leaps and bounds that, like, we used to. Like, I, I, I'll even say, like, going back to, like, the, the fucking PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 generation, that, like, we have not gotten too many new types of games since then. It's just been, like, we're improving on the ones that we've already already done. But, like, I don't see too many, like, too many things that are massively, like making me rethink like what what video games are yeah angry um, yeah all right let's move on here i actually have to write down a time there we cut off that's i'm going to put that down at 54 is just a little note i'll make just just in case okay News. Where were we? News. Final Fantasy 16. They're printing discs. Yes. Discs are being printed of Final Fantasy 16. There's going to be a patch. So what? Um. Yeah. Gold. Nearly uh, three months ahead of time. Yeah. So that's good. Which means but, uh, absolutely yeah. nothing if you buy games digitally, as I do. Yes. Right. And uh, yeah, expect a massive ass patch. But if Cyberpunk taught us anything, maybe it will get delayed after going gold. Who knows? But I doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like they've been confident in this game and, and on track. So, yeah. They also haven't shown nearly as much as a Cyberpunk tried to show. For yeah, that too. All that. Um, but speaking of yeah. Cyberpunk, you put this one in here. Uh, Cyberpunk making some money. Yeah, pretty much. CD Projekt Red has had their best year ever. Um, 
in terms of revenue, which is nuts. And a lot of it just comes from Cyberpunk and the turnaround that they've had with that. Uh, revenues up 18% year over year, 94% of its games being sold digital. That's pretty crazy. Um, so, yeah, I think a part of it, too, is, uh, you know, they had the Netflix series, which drove a lot of interest in Cyberpunk. So um, that definitely helps. The um, uh, Witcher 3 next-gen versions coming out, too, that, that definitely helps. Um, so, yeah, I mean, CD Projekt Red obviously got a lot of, a lot of shit, very deservingly so, when Cyberpunk 2077 launched. Um, but uh, it seems like they have done a good job turning that thing around and um yeah they're gonna have a big expansion this year so good on them looks like that netflix special really helped yeah i mean we see that all the time um we'll talk a little bit later about the uh best-selling games of uh february i guess um so we'll see more of that Um, so yeah before we get to the best-selling games of February here, let's really quick uh, hit this Resident Evil 4 uh, sales mark. Um, in two days, Resident Evil 4 Remake has sold $3 million. That's That's a lot. That's a lot for, yeah. for two days. <laughs> yeah, for two days. Resident Evil 2 sold $3 million in a week. Yeah. Resident Evil 3 has only sold $3.9 million in a year and a half. That, or that's last we know a year and a half after that game came out so yeah i mean obviously a lot of anticipation for this game yeah uh, it's one of the most beloved games ever made and yeah the the confidence in putting the reviews out the review embargo a week ahead of time too to build that anticipation definitely helps because obviously very confident in their product it's a good game yeah and a lot of these resident evil titles usually have some really good legs to it or supposedly potentially some dlc coming for this that data miners have dug up so yeah more to come with this but very impressive sales uh for for uh, capcom i didn't know though that resident evil 6 is i think still the best-selling resident evil game which a lot of people consider that one to be the worst one i never played it but that's Still a little mind blowing, just with how much success these uh, these remakes and even the newer titles like Seven and uh, Resident Evil Village have gotten. So, yeah. Is it just me, or is it taking longer and longer to get these uh, monthly sales numbers? I feel like uh, it's. I feel like this this month it took unusually long. Yeah. Uh, so, this was published March 29th, but we do have February's best-selling games. Uh, we'll go through them here really quick. Uh, starting at number 20, Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line, uh, NBA 2K23, Last of Us Part 2, Sonic Frontiers at 17, 16, Company Heroes 3, 15, Kirby's Return to Dreamland, 14, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, 13, Mario Kart 8, 12, Minecraft, and number 11 is God of War Ragnarok. Number 10, Octopath Traveler 2, 9, Like a Dragon, Ishin, 8, Wild Hearts, 7, Elden Ring, 6, The Last of Us Part 1, 5, FIFA 23, 4, Madden NFL 23, 3, Dead Space Remake, 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, and number 1 is Hogwarts Legacy. No surprise there. Um, But awesome to see Like a Dragon up there. 
Octopath, and then definitely seeing the HBO effect with The Last of Us Part 1 being at 6, yeah. and then Part 2 coming back in at number 18. Yeah. So. People just really very... love being fucking miserable. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. I'm, I mean, those, I games, be... those games are good, but they are fucking miserable stories. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I'd be curious if what someone... If there's people out there, I'm sure there are, that watched the show and then said, I'm going to go play the game, and I wonder what they think about that mm. with part one. I'd be curious on that. But uh, also good to see Dead Space remake still hanging in up there, number three. I hope that sends a good good message to EA to keep making those games. Yeah. I think I also saw that hardware sales were up. 68% compared to last year, which is no surprise considering uh, PlayStation 5 was the best-selling console of the month, and they had their best-selling year for PlayStation, or best-selling month for PlayStation ever. That's nuts. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to contribute to some uh, some hardware or accessory spending uh, because my I'm getting ba- really, really bad Joy-Con drift. Hmm. Yeah, that just, that I haven't, I haven't had it. it. Yeah, definitely. I haven't had that with the Joy Cons, but I had that. I don't know if I ever talked about this. I might have with my uh, one of my PlayStation Five controllers. Uh-huh. I was playing God of War Ragnarok, and my left stick was just not working right. Like I wouldn't even touch my controller, and Kratos is just shifting to the left, and it was awful. Um, and it was the um, it was my black PlayStation Five controller. That I picked up whenever they put that out. And I love that controller, but that one's pretty fucked. Um, so luck, luckily I had another one. But yeah, I, I obviously Joy-Con drift, though, is a much bigger deal, bigger problem. So yeah, it's unfortunate that you're getting hit by that. They are my launch Joy-Con, though, so I'm not too mm. mad about it. Like, yeah. I've had these for fucking years. <laughs> so yeah. Got a lot of, got, I got a lot, lot of use out of them, them. for sure. All right, we have PlayStation Plus games announced for April. Um, let's see what they are. We've got um, Meet Your Maker, uh, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, and Tales of Iron. Um, yeah. I don't know, uh, like, I've heard about Beat Your Maker. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't I'm, either. I'm looking at this trailer. <laughs> I'm going to see. I think oh, it's wait, no, the I saw, I saw, I saw one Jeff Gersman play this. You build a dungeon and then challenge other people to to right. clear your dungeon. Yeah. Okay. From the uh, Dead by Daylight developers. It could be neat. Not really my thing, but. I can see people getting really into that. Okay. I'm surprised it's taken this long for them to put Sackboy on PlayStation Plus. I feel like that that's a title that would have been great, you know, within a year of PlayStation Five coming out. I mean like it's how, it's a fine game for sure, but how did they put mind. fucking uh Horizon Forbidden West on PlayStation Plus before Sackboy? Yeah. Kinda weird. Kinda weird on that. And I don't know about this Tales of Iron. I guess it's a hand-drawn RPG? Yeah. 
The Tales of Never heard of it. It's you don't need do you, do you, it's it's not it's not a game for you, man. Just okay. just let it go. Alright. I'll let it go. <laughs> I know I've tried to get you to, to play um some 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 more anime like stuff, but yeah, it's not it's yeah. not gonna happen. <laughs> Did you ever play Persona? Not yet, no. no. I want to though. No. I like I legitimately want to try one of them. Persona five or okay. four, doesn't matter. But uh no. Well, we'll, we'll see how far played. you get. I, I I'm not I am not overly optimistic about you continue you playing through an entire Persona game. <laughs> Because a they're very fucking long, and b they're anime as fuck, and uh, you've already expe- you've already expressed how you feel about that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, I have like Kingdom Hearts, unfortunately. I'm not saying Kingdom Hearts is anime, but right. you know those games are long and they're torturous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Persona's got to be better than that, right? From a story perspective, I mean. I'd hope you'd have that opinion because, if, like, <laughs> if your opinion is the is the other thing where you think Persona is worse than Kingdom Hearts, I don't know if there's any saving you. Yeah, I, I like Kingdom Hearts, but especially three, I was like, I think I'm out on this, but I'll probably play four. It's just, you know, you heard it at. here first. Kingdom Hearts four confirmed. Um, yeah. Let's see. Also confirmed. Live Alive coming to PlayStation in April. Yep. April twenty seventh. Um, this has been out on Switch for a while, almost a year. Uh, so. Yeah. Yes. But if you do uh, want to pick it up and pre-order it at all, your PlayStation Plus member, you get twenty percent off. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And there's a demo. All right, last story here. Um, I've been, I've been seeing fucking Greg Miller out there fucking making fun of PC gamers all fucking week <laughs> about this shit. Yeah. I. Man, this, this sucks. If you're trying to play Last of Us Part One on PC, uh, there, there are a lot of fucking problems, and uh, they are aware. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I would, if you haven't yet, I would highly recommend people look up videos of this because it is shocking and absolutely hilarious and disturbing. Um, man, I cannot believe some of the things uh, with this with this game, especially just like the horrifying faces of Joel just because of all the, I don't know, I don't know what it is. It gets textures missing and stuff. It's just, oh, it's bad. Um Iron Galaxy did the PC port. Fucking Dave Lang. That motherfucker. I I really understand it. Like, Iron Galaxy seems like they've done some good ports. Like, they did the Legacy of Thieves collection, Metroid Prime. That seemed fine. And uh, they've done other things. But I think they did... Was it Batman Arkham Knight? That was, like, completely fucked on PC... I can't remember, but either way, it seems like Iron Galaxy, for the most part, they're fine, but every once in a while, you get a buggy port from them, so I'm just surprised that this went through Naughty Dog and Sony and said, yeah, let's put this thing out. I don't know if they're trying to ride the wave of this 
HBO show and wanted to get this out to get get some extra sales. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's Sony's wanting to go more all in on PC gaming um, and release more titles there to just make more money. And I just don't think them doing this sort of stuff is going to help them at all. Um, yeah, it's just wild. It just shocks me that this got through. Yeah, you'd, but hopefully they fix it sooner rather than later. You'd hope that uh, their fucking flagship IP uh, that is like on like at the height of its popularity, you'd think they'd be a little bit more careful with it, right? Oh well. I mean, I guess I guess PC gamers like me are fucking nerds who don't deserve to play these games, according to Greg Miller. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, yeah, those those videos he's put out are are very funny. Really tugging the lion's tail there. He's uh he's busting our balls, whatever you want to say. I he's done pre-show stuff for the WWE now. He's just everywhere. I can't escape Greg Miller. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, he is he is in very very many places at once. We need to go to other places uh to play video games together. Um Yes. So we're gonna call the show here. I'm not sure what we're gonna play. I really video games, man. There's a lot of them. <laughs> oh yeah. Um uh, we hope you all are enjoying the video games you're playing out there. What's coming out soon? What's the next big thing? I don't... For me, I think it's Jedi Fallen Survivor, but that's not till the end of the month. Um, I'm not sure what schedule. else. Let me, let me look this up. Uh, video game release schedule. Why? Oh, Jesus Christ. GameInformer.com. You, you're, I can't search on your website. <laughs> I thought if you go to their website and go up to the the hamburger Oh, there button. it is. Oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. up there. Okay, let's scroll down to... It is... It's April. It's fucking April now. Crazy. Jeez. Um, what do we have? Uh, man. Dead Island 2, I guess. Uh, Minecraft Legends. Yeah. That's April 18th. The Horizon... Expansion, if anyone's interested in that. Yeah, to me, it's pretty clear until Jedi Survivor, and I'm I'm okay with that. I got I got okay, some things I got to work end through. End of the month, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious about that that, that Minecraft Legends thing. I I do like an RTS sometimes. Uh, we'll see if this game can be that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we get Jedi Survivor at the end of the month, and then I think it's just a couple days later, it's Redfall, and then a couple days after that, it's Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, my We're not God. that far away from Diablo 4 either. Oh, my God. I want to play. I, I'm, I'm excited to play some Diablo 4 co-op. I'm 100%. Ready. I'm ready for that. I am. I am as well. All right. Well, we're going to leave it there. We're going to go play some video games, and we're going to, you know, 
maybe come back and talk about those next time. Um, yeah. Until then, do all the things that we tell you to do, like rating and reviewing us, sharing us with your friends, all that good stuff. That's the best way you can help us get this show into more ears. And uh, that's what we—that's where we want to be. We want to be in more ears. Um, you might send pictures to Mark Cerny, but you should shove us in your ears before you do that, so Mark Cerny can look at us. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. See you all next time. Until then, be good to each other. Play your video games and... Boobs.